Good morning once again. I trust that the Lord was with you through your night rest. We thank God for breathing into us another breath to experience the beauty of His holiness this new day. We're going to continue our devotional under the footprints of Rhoda. The footprints of Rhoda. Yesterday we saw Rhoda the damsel and that there is neither Jew nor Greek but that we can all be sons and daughters through Christ Jesus if we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Today before we go into the second part of the footprint of Rhoda titled a slave let us pray. Dear Father into our hearts come into our hearts come in to stay come in to change us true and true to be more like you in jesus name we pray amen did you know that rhoda was a slave the word rendered in some version as damsel in acts chapter 12 verse 13 means a female slave you know the name rhoda which is a gentile name and has civil condition makes it probable that rhoda was not a jew she was most likely not a Jewess. You know, if one might venture to indulge in a guess, it is not at all unlikely that her mistress, which was, you know, Mary, a well-to-do woman of Jerusalem, who had a house large enough to take in the members of the church in great number and to keep up, you know, a considerable establishment, had brought this slave girl from the island of Cyprus as some scholars suggests but you know regardless of the argument against that guess Rhoda was no doubt a common slave you probably don't know but in the time of Jesus Christ and even long after the relations of slavery brought about an element of suspicion you know fear and jealous espionage into almost every Roman household because every master knew that you know, he passed his days and nights amongst men and women who wanted nothing better than to wreak vengeance upon them. No wonder Paul gave a number of counsels to servants to be loyal and obedient to their masters. And even Jesus made the comment that a man's fool were eminently those of his own household. But here is this child's slave, this Gentiles, this Gentile. Had been touched who had been touched by the same mighty love as her mistress you know i can just imagine mary and rhoda kneeling together in the praying in the prayer meeting when peter began to hammer and at the door neither women thought now of the unnatural unwholesome relation which had formerly bound them that this was a master-slave relationship when the slave girl discovered the good news upon opening the doors, you know, Rhoda ran back with excitement to share the gospel of Peter's deliverance. She didn't mind what her status was. All she wanted to do was to shout it, he's alive and he's here. No, some people never share the good news about Jesus Christ's resurrection because they falsely believe that it will hurt their relationships. Others may say, oh, I'm waiting for the right opportunity. However, may I ask, is there ever a bad timing to lovingly share about the greatest love of all to the ones we claim we love? 
you know how often do we forget that it is not our relationship with others that are most important but it's about the relationship of others around us with our creator sometimes our relationship needs to take a back seat so that our friends and our family members can enter into a saving relationship with Jesus. After all, if we claim we love them, will we not want to introduce them to the one who loves them so much that he gave his life for them? You know, those who believe that the way they live their lives is enough testimony about Christ, and you probably are one of them too, and maybe you derive your principle from the quote credited to St. Francis of Assisi who said, preach the gospel at all times and use words when necessary. However, Francis was a great speaker, placing high emphasis on the Spirit of God walking in and through his sermons. And he often would preach up to five times a day in towns and villages around Italy. So you see, even though he said, if possible, use words when necessary, he was a man who used words a lot, at least five times in preaching. Because I want you to understand, friends, the gospel cannot be shared without words. Actions are not enough. In fact, words are part of action. Now Paul tells us in Romans chapter 10 verse 14, And how are they to believe in him? of whom they have never heard and how are they to hear without someone preaching imagine for a moment if Rhoda had just kept quiet remained faithful to her duties as a slave and probably never shared the news of peter's return we probably would be reading a different new testament today wouldn't we jesus says in matthew chapter 9 verse 37 the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I'm going to ask you, my dear friend, are you going to be a laborer for Christ? Someone willing to take a step of faith and love to share the message of the gospel through voice, pen, character, and most especially through love? Is that your desire? Can you bow your heads with me as we pray this morning? Lord in heaven, make us instrument make me an instrument of your peace when there is hatred may we share your love when there is sadness may we share your peace and joy when there is suffering may we be the arm that you will use to alleviate the pain lord when there is darkness make us lights lord when there is hopelessness may your glory shine through us and may your path be revealed through our lives, through our voice, through our pain, through our character, and most especially through your love that radiates in our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, friends. Have a beautiful day.